You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. China eases travel restrictions the Sri Lanka crisis worsens, and a sustainability survey reveals the tea industry's cautious optimism. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Elliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. China announced an easing of travel restrictions that will enable tea buyers to more conveniently visit the world's largest tea-producing country. China's Health Commission on Tuesday reduced quarantines for inbound travelers to seven days in a state-run facility, followed by self-monitoring at home or hotel for three days. The advisory cuts mandatory isolation in facilities by half from 14 days, but is unlikely to lead to the complete elimination of quarantines. President Xi Jinping defended zero-COVID as the most effective economic approach this week. China is capable of achieving a final victory, he announced, on a recent trip to Wuhan where the virus first appeared. Prior to the pandemic, tea buyers from every consuming country traveled often to China for a week to 14 days, visiting brokers, exporters, tea markets, and growers on their farms. The imposition of a 21-day isolation period in 2020 and a later requirement that inbound visitors be restricted to quarantine facilities virtually eliminated in-person visits. Instead, the tea industry adapted by hosting webinars, remote tastings, and increased sampling. Tea associations and fairs were conducted virtually. Buyers with long-standing relationships were able to conduct business as in past years, but travel restrictions inhibited retailers from establishing new sources and made it difficult for tea gardens to expand their clientele. 
far more troubling for wholesalers, importers, and exporters were COVID's impact on maintaining inventory, reliable delivery, and the significant increase in shipping expenses. In rural areas in Sri Lanka, India, and Africa, initial ad hoc lockdowns have evolved into practical guidelines, often resulting in more frequent rounds and greater yield. In Iran and Azerbaijan, travel restrictions prevented migrant workers from harvesting tea and encouraged workers to devote themselves full-time to the tea fields. Business Insight Wholesalers and retailers expect sourcing via the internet will never eliminate buying trips. Consumers, on the other hand, favor buying online, often ordering tea direct from the farm. Proprietary research from the online platform Podium reveals that since the pandemic, 40% of local retailers say they are spending more on their digital presence than ever before. Sri Lanka this week halted sales of non-essential fuel for two weeks, cooking gas is in short supply, and food inflation exceeds 57%. Foreign currency reserves are depleted, the country has defaulted on $51 billion in foreign debt, and the devaluation of the national currency is severe. Citizens are asked to remain in their homes where few can earn a daily wage. Nightly protests are growing as middle-class doctors, bankers, lawyers, and educators join desperate farmers and trade workers in the streets, where several people have been killed and 300 were injured last month. The disruption to the tea industry is extensive, as factories must operate on limited schedules and workers struggled to transport the harvest. The United Nations World Food Program reports that 22% of Sri Lanka's population, mainly rural and primarily agricultural, are, quote, food insecure and in need of assistance, end quote. Malnutrition is rising. Sri Lanka's prime minister told lawmakers the economy had, quote, completely collapsed and is seeking a $3 billion bailout from the International Monetary Fund. Politically, the IMF reforms are likely to end import restrictions, increase taxes, and force the government to sell unproductive enterprises. Business Insight Long term, the crisis is shifting the market for Orthodox tea away from Sri Lanka, currently the largest exporter by value. India has stepped up the production of Orthodox tea and is aggressively pursuing buyers formerly under contract with Sri Lanka. India is also bypassing sanctions by avoiding transactions in dollars and delivering shipments to Russian buyers through Georgian ports on the Black Sea, as well as overland via Pakistan. The Indian government, benefiting from the inexpensive price of Russian oil, is offering $4 billion in financial aid to offset China's generous infrastructure loans to Sri Lanka. China is willing to lend additional funds on favorable terms, but will not forgive Sri Lanka's existing debt and insists that foreign currency reserves increase sufficiently to provide a three-month cushion.
A decade ago, when tea executives were asked to evaluate the sustainability of the tea industry on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 ranking best, the average score was 4.4. In 2022, respondents who were asked the same survey question reported some progress as the average sustainable practices ranking increased to 5.5. Will another decade make a difference? Survey respondents were cautiously hopeful, ranking the overall sustainability of the industry in 10 years at 6.9 on a scale of 10. This spring, First Tea, the U.S. subsidiary of China's Zhejiang Tea Group, in partnership with the Tea and Coffee Trade Journal, hired Crothers Consulting to survey tea executives and related industry respondents over a two-month period. Respondents were predominantly male, 80%, well-educated, 90% with college or advanced degrees, and mainly involved in wholesale marketing, retailing, and importing tea. Half worked in the U.S., U.K., or Canada, with 18% in India, and 32% located elsewhere. Here are a few highlights. 84% of respondents in tea and related industries believe that the environment and carbon footprint of the industry is the most important sustainability issue to consumers. Respondents cited organic certification as the most important sustainability standard to consumers. Climate change worries 80% of respondents who cited changing rain patterns, unpredictable weather, and extreme heat as primary risk factors. 93% of respondents consider the tea industry sensitive to the effects of climate change. To download the full survey, visit the T-Biz blog at t-biz.com. Arvinda, an Antheraman in Bengaluru, reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending June 11, 2022. Heavy rains in Assam are causing landslides and flooding. The Indian Med Department has issued a red alert for the next few days for the state. A road linking Assam with neighboring Arunachal Pradesh was damaged, and the capital city of Gauhati is seeing severe damage with loss of life also being reported. Darjeeling and other parts of the northeast, including Meghalaya and Arunachal Pradesh, are also expected to receive heavy rain, and red alerts have been issued. The south, which sees monsoon in early June, saw the rains arrive early, but there has since been a lull, pointing to a probable deficit in rainfall this season. In tea prices, there were more outlots in sale 23, which is a cause for some concern. The highest selling category remains orthodox dust across India. In the north, orthodox leaf sold well in sale 23 while CTC dust did better in the south. In Kolkata, orthodox tea is still seeing good demand from exporters to the Middle East and CIS countries. Auction average prices increased in the last month for CTC and orthodox leaf, although Darjeeling is at its lowest price realization in a month, averaging at 248 rupees 13 paise this week. Kohati saw marginally higher prices than sale 22. It continues to have about 40% of the offerings unsold. In the south, Cochin saw reduced demand for orthodox leaf although good Nilgiri leaf saw a better price compared to sale 22. 
Kunur also saw subdued demand for CTC leaf, but all the green tea on offer was sold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTees.com. This week, TBiz travels to the vast tea estates of Assam, India, where studies show a high incidence of fatal encounters among tea workers interacting with elephants, leopards, and snakes. In this fascinating conversation, two Goodrick Group senior managers, who are avid wildlife photographers, explain to Arvinda and Theremin how situational awareness is critical in avoiding human-animal conflicts. Across India, tea estates are important pockets to preserve that biodiversity. And surprisingly, there they also see a fair amount of human-animal conflict. Various studies have reported uh, human and elephant fatalities, uh, particularly in Assam. There have been researchers in the Northeast who have reported, who have studied and focused on the human-animal conflict. And uh, they've reported that the two species most in conflict with people on the tea garden are elephants and leopards. For elephant herds, corridors running through tea estates means they will enter the garden and if provoked, will defend themselves, especially if the herd includes calves. These researchers have concluded that unless the district administration and conservationists work with tea garden management, there is no solution. A recent WhatsApp forward among tea folks in India shows an elephant herd sleeping amidst tea bushes. The photo is credited to Nigel D'Souza, senior manager at Nonaipara Tea Estate, which is part of the Goodrick Group. This and other photographs of insects and birds or of elephants on tea gardens that make the rounds are often attributed to either Nigel or Neeraj Mani Charasya, who's also with Goodrick's Deju estate in Assam. In recent years, Nigel and Neeraj's photographs have brought to the fore the other side of the tea garden story of human-animal harmony. They also do a marvelous job of showcasing the rich flora and fauna that exists within the tea garden. Both are skilled amateur photographers, but more significantly, the views their interest to document the tea estate's wildlife and to educate workers to understand those we share a living space with. What this has achieved is a remarkable step towards reducing man-animal conflict on the estates. Nigel arrived at Nonaipara in 2011. It's located in Udalgari district, which had documented the maximum deaths from elephants for a decade at that time. About six months into the job, Nigel decided to start bringing in some interventions. Once I got my bearings and, you know, realized what is going on, where things are going wrong. I did a lot of research on elephants, whatever was available from the net and, you know, talking to the forest officers and forest officials and things like that. So what it came down to was basically lack of awareness and how to deal with the birds, you know. So we started a lot of awareness programs with the workers. 
so that's now been 11 years since we wow. started that program and uh, we've adopted a complete non interference policy and as a result of which we've had no elephant deaths in the last 10 years here barring one which was uh, a freak accident there was this loner which had come into uh, the garden and it was at night it was heavy rain and one of my workers stepped out of his house to go to the shop mm. you know and he had his umbrella right up because it was raining and he literally walked into the loner oh no so yeah probably that was a reflex action this guy also got startled mm. and didn't stamp him but swiped him Sonaypara has eight elephant watchers to keep a lookout for the herds entering the corridor ensuring that the path ahead is clear until the herd exists clearly this has made a difference since both herds and humans seem to have learned to coexist without fear or threat while elephants are the most visible of animals and often to- most talked about both nigella and neeraj have also been actively photographing and documenting other species like snakes to distinguish the venomous from non-venomous ones it's an, it's an important step towards helping people recognize and respond to a snake sighting a simple piece of advice as nigel is to ask pluckers to stomp their feet as they walk through the bushes to allow snakes to know of approaching humans neeraj's interest in photography began while a student of agriculture he saw an opening in the tea garden while attending a job fair during his college years and decided to take it up one year on he joined the goodrick group arriving in nunaipara he saw several photographs on display of snakes elephants and birds they had been taken by his senior colleague nigel of the work that was ongoing in the conservation efforts at the estate he adds forest was next to the garden i can hmm. see different animals there and again like whatever i did during my college time bird photography and all i can restart those things mm. and seniors were very helpful there mm. like we had it was uh, rainforest alliance certified mm. so we were doing lot of conservation work they were doing lot of conservation work and all in mm. the state awareness so these things were really very great to see in that industry like so much of things uh, were input were done to keep our garden uh, in a better position mm. keeping a eco friendly place and living with the wildlife animals in the tea garden in the time he has worked here neeraj has documented more than 450 species seen on the tea garden including rare sightings such as the human faced bug and the himalayan seru that nigel describes as a cross between a goat and a deer and also a javan ferret neeraj records these sightings on inaturalist where they identified and geotagged he is a self-taught photographer and he's also learned video making to document how different predators like spiders and bugs help control pest in the tea estate which eventually can reduce the chemical footprint in the tea estate spiders in the tea garden he says are a good sign because they take care of the helioperitus menace so his videos often begin with an egg so the workers in the garden learn to recognize spider eggs and leave them undisturbed This approach of non-interference coupled with consistent awareness has led to a biodiversity garden and a model of sustainability. Nigel speaks of hornbills that are now regular visitors and peacocks for permanent residents thanks to the garden's endeavors in demarcating forested areas for animals to live in peace. And since moving to Deju, Neeraj has now taken to photographing flora, documenting over 100 tree species. 
He believes the estate is home to at least 3,000 species of plants, which, given that tea is a monoculture, says something to the biodiversity it supports. Yeah, what I will say, like, there are places for these reptiles. Mm. A lot of reptiles are there in the tea industry. And mm. even this, uh, many insects are there. Mm. So, and a lot of butterflies are there, birds mm. are there. And some of the like endangered species also sometimes we can spot like Himalayan cero I found, Javan ferret. Mm. So these animals have also a special uh, things in the tea industry, mm. tea gardens and all. So we should focus not on only the elephant or leopard. Both Nigel and Neeraj talk about using their free time in the pursuit of nature photography. And it often means waking up at four in the morning on a Sunday and heading into the forest with only a camera for company to watch animals in order to learn and understand them better. It's a sort of commitment that's certainly paying off in their tea gardens. But quite simply, what they do comes from a deep love of nature and the desire to live in harmony with the world. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.